0: We have to go back! Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flashback Flicks Retro Movie Podcast. I'm Ricky. I'm Grayson. And today we are reviewing the 1994
1: uh, remake of The Little Rascals. It is a remake. It doesn't feel like a remake, but it definitely is.
0: Yeah, man, when I that's one of the biggest things that I realized is that this movie was A a remake and B not a period piece. Oh yeah. Yeah, several things that I just didn't even realize. Um that we'll get to very soon. Little Rascals is a movie that came out in the nineties about a mo or a TV series that came out in the fifties. That's a collection of silent films made in the 20s.
1: I don't think we can make it any clearer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, originally, historically, let's hop back into the Wayback Machine. Um, The Little Rascals, before they were called the Little Rascals, was uh, known as Our Gang. And, uh... Our Gang was a series of uh, American short comedy films about a group of poor children and their adventures uh, created by producer Hal Roach, which is often, excuse me, which is also a nickname that the rascals are known by. It's just like Hal Roach's Rascals. And he produced them from 1922 to 1944 because he's just like, you know what? 22 years, it's, it's just perfect. Um... Basically, the whole premise of the show was just showing children behaving in relatively natural ways. Um, and he he just captured these children, some with uh, direction, but also just sometimes just nuanced situations where kids were just being kids uh, instead of having them imitate adult acting styles. The series was most notable known for... Notable known? Oh, goodness. <laughs> the series was most known... Um, for its groundbreaking um, portrayal of boys and girls and white and black children interacting as equals. It started as a series of silent short films, and then um, later on when um, MGM uh, bought the rights, they kind of packaged it together similar to Looney Tunes and how uh, originally the Looney Tunes shorts were played during movies and then the Looney Tunes show was just a compilation of the Looney Tunes shorts. So, similarly, that is how, and that's how The Little Rascals uh, began in 1955, and they just packaged a lot of those shorts together and called them The Little Rascals, and so that's how The Little Rascals came to be, and then, in 94, they decided to make a movie. Uh, over the course of Of its series, the Our Gang series, includes 220 shorts and one feature film. So there's a feature film.
1: So not this feature film. There was a feature film from way back when. Yep. In 1936.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. What a different time. The movie was called General Spanky. Oh, well, I don't watch
1: those kinds of movies.
0: Good night, everybody. Uh, it was a Civil War period piece, and it huh. was intended as an experiment uh, to see if Roach could move our gang into features. Um, and so so the plot is that um, Spanky, Alfalfa, and Buckwheat all... And, and the rest of the gang form an army called the Royal Protection of Women and Children Regiment Club of the World and Mississippi River. And the group <laughs> sees unexpected yeah. action when Union troops approach, engaging in battles uh, more farcical than fierce. And uh, and since box offices weren't as much of a thing back then, let me tell you just how this happened, or like how it did. Uh, so, when Roach b- bought the rights to the back catalog of our gang films, he had produced f- for MGM in 1949, he did not buy back the rights for General Spanky. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, you, you keep that. No, I'm good. No, no. Uh, but for those of you who uh, are interested in seeing General Spanky, it was released on VHS and Laserdisc. and DVD on Region 1. So sorry, Uh, people living uh, across the pond. Uh, So that's the background to our gang and Little Rascal, the inspiration for the Little Rascals movie. Now, let's cut back to 1944, when they decided to revive the Little Rascals uh,
1: the movie, you say 1940, oh, 1994. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go back all the way back to 1994.
0: Uh, yeah. So the, uh, the little rascals uh, premiered um, in August of 94 and it opened with $10 million in the bo- in North American box office overall uh, worldwide gained. 67 million dollars and it basically I didn't realize this because the first time I saw Little Rascals um was the first time I saw Little Rascals like I hadn't I didn't know any other of the previous sketches or bits but the movie repurposed like everything (laughs) like so many of the gags and subplots uh, and the film were from one or, or several of the 220 uh, series of the original mm-hmm. Little Rascals, Our Gang Shorts. Like the, the scene with Buckwheat and Porky fishing and getting their fishing lines tangled together. Mm-hmm. That was from the uh, 1943 Our Gang Short, Three Smart Guys. <laughs> oh. um, and several other scenes. So if it was... A very uh, elaborate uh, physical comedy bit that it was probably from the original series.
1: Yeah, probably the biggest one is them trying to put the fire out when the yeah. house catches on fire. That was from the Hook and Ladder uh, episode of the original series. Mm-hmm. I think a really strong choice that they made when constructing this plot was since the Little Rascals TV show ran for so long, they had like various cast members that would come in and out. Mm -hmm. And so for this one, they kind of combined a lot of those characters to be in the same world. Because like Froggy, uh, who's got, well, pretty distinct voice and aptly named, uh, he actually replaced Alfalfa in the TV show as Spanky's sidekick. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this, they just kind of all exist at the same time. So it's was, I think, a good idea to be able to showcase a variety of characters.
0: Yeah, and fun fact, um, the voice of Froggy was not actually Froggy, but, or not actually the child actor, but Eliz- Elizabeth Daly, who is most notable for her portrayal as Tommy
1: Pickles in
0: The Rugrats.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I wish I had known that as a kid. So I didn't shred my vocal cords <laughs> trying to sound like froggy. Yep. A professional did it. Yeah. My mom used to say, like, stop it. You're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> I'd say, You know what you're talking about,
0: mom. <laughs> There's no way I can destroy my voice by talking like that. This, this is totally normal for an eight year old.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. I this is another one. I can't believe this happened already twice. I feel like this is gonna happen many more times. But this is another movie where I thought I saw it and I had only seen the trailer. Are you serious? You haven't I had, seen this? I had not seen this. My oh. wife, my wife, she said this movie was everything for her neighborhood kids. Like her, her neighborhood kids like watched and loved this movie and quoted it all the time. She's like, "You haven't seen this movie?" I said, "No," but I know exactly what lines were said and when when it comes to the whole when there's like two kids in a trench coat which is just one of my favorite bits Mm -hmm. of all time they go into to the get a loan from the bank uh with mel brooks yeah um it's just like if you were my kids, I'd punish you. He's like if you, were, if we were your kids, we'd punish ourselves. I, I knew that because that was in the trailer. Like, hey, what's the number to nine one one? Beats me. I, like, I knew all those
1: things, but I'd never actually seen the movie. Oh man, well you're welcome. Thank you, you. Finally got <laughs> to see this. With this this movie, it, it is so much fun. Uh, but I. Saw this so many times growing up that re-watching it... It's probably been like 15 years since I've seen it. Rewatching it, there were zero surprises for me. <laughs> in fact, the only surprise... And uh, I haven't really found anything about this in our research on it. But I, I know for a fact that they replaced one of the songs... Like one of the soundtrack songs in the actual uh, re-release of the movie.
0: Hmm. And I
1: don't know when they made the cut. I don't know if it was when they released it to Netflix, but the scene where um, they've fought and they've broken up in stymies, like, you guys are like Bert and Ernie, Millie and Vanilli. Like, yeah. that, the song that's playing at that point is not the song that was in the original cut. Oh, really? Yeah, because in the original cut, it's Randy Newman Short People, which is still in the credits in the Netflix run, um, but it's replaced in this re-release for a, a more depressing song, a sadder song. Well, the song Short People itself is a pretty controversial song, so I could see why they would want to uh, swap it out for something a little more PC. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because this movie came out in 94, so it predated uh, Randy Newman's relevance in my life by a year. I, Because I was, I was watching the movie with captions because, I mean, these child actors, I know that some of those lines they're saying, I know that there were vowels in some of those words, <laughs> and I could not understand them. Uh, and so then they Classically said...
1: Classically trained.
0: <laughs> and so uh, Randy Newman's... uh They said, such and such song by Randy Newman. I'm just like, Randy Newman? Mm-hmm. It's not 1995 yet. What is he doing here?
1: He had a whole life before Toy Story. I don't believe you. Not one bit. <laughs> but yeah, that was the only surprise where I was like, Huh. They recut this thing. It was like when we watched up at Christmas Carol. We're like, I'm pretty sure the slow song was twice as long.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, I was. So this is basically my first time ever seeing Little Rascals. And I was surprised by, um, <laughs> I, I want to say, pretty much the whole movie. Because um, I was assuming it was just like these kids. Because I knew it was a remake of a classic series. So, I knew, like, as a kid, I was just like, oh, this is, like, any movie I see now is, like, a modern movie. Like, I just assumed that. Um, But looking at it, I'm like, oh, well, like, these kids are kind of wearing, like, classic clothes. So, I I bet it's, like, a throwback movie. And then, um, Stymie says Millie and Vanilli. And I was like, well, that's, that's it. It's, it's an, it's a modern movie. And then I also realized that, um oh my gosh, Waldo, um, the actor who plays Waldo, he, um, or I guess Waldo, the character was also doing this, uh, Waldo, Blake Ewing, um, when he was holding a cell phone, I was just like, oh, that's right. Cell phones exist in the nineties. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. So I guess this isn't like a, like a period piece. It's, I mean, technically it is because it's with the nineties. Um, but that was the thing that surprised me. But then also, all of the cameos. Yeah. Like, when the, the scene where the boys are having their sleepover and the the shambles of the playhouse. And the girls are having a sleepover at, like, Darla's place. And when it's just coming back and forth. And, and Mary-Kate and Ashley pop out of nowhere. And so, I, I'm just like, Mary-Kate and Ashley? And I'm like, what? Wait, why don't they have? Like, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, why don't they have a bigger role? And she's like, they couldn't afford them. I'm like, oh, no, that makes sense. <laughs> so this is the only scene that we're gonna see the Olsen twins. She said, this is
1: the only scene where you're going to see the Olsen twins. Yeah. Or like you have George Went in the lumberyard from Cheers. Yeah. I was like, we get George Went for exactly one scene, where <laughs> he says, holds
0: up a tiny little block of wood. Paper or plastic. And so then, good. who else do we have? So you have, um, I, I blink on her name, but Reba she would... Reba McIntyre? Oh, no. I, I definitely knew that. Uh, that was Reba McIntyre. <laughs> I She showed up I'm like, Reba McIntyre. Uh, Daryl Hannah as Miss Crabtree. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, my goodness. And then Raven Simone at the end. Uh, Leah Thompson Whoopi Goldberg, that bit, was just like, hey, look, my mom's here. Whoopi. Cut to Whoopi (laughs) Goldberg. I'm just like, you did it. You
1: did it, movie. You did it. Well done. (laughs) But maybe the most shocking cameo and the reason that we picked this movie for today of all days, the villain's father, none other than Donald Trump. He's actually he has much more screen time in the bloopers. Oh yeah, and <laughs> yeah, he eats the popcorn and he's then the popcorn spits it and out. Spits it out. So we don't want to get political on the podcast. All we're gonna say is he's in it. <laughs> These are facts. Yes.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah. He. Uh. I. And that's the other thing that I. I guess I forget a lot. So someone made this compilation. Of um of all the television appearances that Donald Trump has made, like he was on the episode of Spin City where uh, Michael J. Fox is like, "Oh yeah, he wrote like the Art of the Deal, this at the other." And i was just like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Like Donald Trump has been like a
1: a celebrity for like a while. He's like the Randy Newman of politics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, solid. <laughs> Oh goodness. Yeah, the uh yeah, I was just I was just really surprised to like just realize, oh yeah, like of the celebrity cameos they wanted to get, which by the way, none of which featured any of the original living cast members from uh our gang or the little rascals.
1: I gotta imagine that's a pretty select few though.
0: So from my understanding, uh Bill Thomas Junior, the son of the late Bill Thomas who played the original Buckwheat. Uh, contacted the studio uh, and was invited down to visit the set, but got the impression that the filmmakers didn't want him or any of the surviving original cast members involved in any production capacity. Um, That's so sad. Yeah, right? Because I think that there were, like, enough of the original cast members that were still living uh, for them to at least have some kind of cameo appearance. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not going to knock... Uh, a Mel Brooks cameo, but like he they they could have filled any of those roles. but mm-hmm. the director Penelope Spears she also directed the Beverly Hillbillies movie in 93 and featured the original Buddy Ebsen from the original Beverly Hillbillies. Um, and so they I guess were like, oh well, maybe it'll be like this other movie and they're like, no, no, it it hmm. it will not be. So they they just didn't feature any of the original cast members, which a lot of them were sad about.
1: Oh, yeah, that's sad. This is our second Penelope Spheres film to review on the podcast. On the first one being Wayne's World. Oh no way! Yeah, so that makes Little Rascals her third uh, adaptation of a television. A property into a film she also did black sheep did she also do um liar liar i could say yes but ah. that would make me a liar liar ah. Ah. <laughs> oh, i guess not good oh she did the decline of western civilization part three there it goes that's what i was thinking yeah that's what that's, i yep. that's what mm-hmm. i was thinking yeah Yep, that was Mm -hmm.
0: the one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, so you said there was nothing surprising to you. Is there anything that you noticed or at least conceptually understood more as an adult
1: than as a kid? Oh, most getting a loan. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) right. Like how banks actually work, right? (laughs) Um, Or like what the kids were actually dressed up as, like that kind of thing yeah um so i yeah i just had a different context for like viewing the jokes the the content itself like the actual text didn't feel any different but the way i responded to it was much different Uh, because when i watched as a kid obviously the characters are more relatable um and i'm like oh man i wish i was stymie like like that's awesome like (laughs) stymie was always my favorite and And so you relate that way. Um, But now uh, being more separated from it, it's just like, wow, these kids are like really funny and very well-directed. And so it's more of an outside-in perspective of just being able to appreciate it as a whole.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting watching it because... (laughs) Uh, my wife is giving me just like indirect commentary the whole time, so that was just a ton of fun. But one of the main things she pointed out is like she said, "Yeah, uh, Alfalfa
1: will be carrying this movie." <laughs> well, that was Bug Hall. Bug Hall just he shown in any movie he was in, and like, uh, how many Bug Hall movies have you seen? That's a good icebreaker question. <laughs> Oh, hey, uh, how's it going? How many bug hall movies have you seen? Oh,
0: now it's a party. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: I I don't n- not knowingly a lot. I would say, yeah. So some of his big ones is uh, I mean he was in The Stupids, which was kind of like around the same time. It's actually two years after uh, he was in Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves as Adam oh. Salinsky. Um, He was in uh, an American Pie movie. He was in Revolution. Like, he's been around for a long time and had a pretty long career. Um, But I'd say, like, this era of Little Rascals was really where he just broke through. Um, Mm. Like, the ear thing where he can wiggle his ears became, like, a big thing. Oh, Um, yeah. But actually, fun fact, he was born in the town where we used to live together yeah, yeah. i just saw that that's He's amazing. a fort worth boy look at that yeah mr manager of fort worth <laughs> yeah but bug hall born brandon hall his parents didn't name him bug um but you're right he does he does do a lot of the heavy lifting Oh in, yeah, in this film. Well, it, I mean, him, him, and Travis Tedford, who played Spanky, really. <laughs> oh man,
0: wow. Because like I, I, you could tell me that Bug Hall had been in a film, and unless his hair is alfalfaed up, I am <laughs> not gonna recognize him. Because Alfalfa's character is like ninety percent hair. He's like Zoe Deschanel uh, <laughs> as that character. He's <laughs> Like, you you take her bangs away, and she is a chameleon. She could be Superman. It's just like, oh, well, Superman doesn't have bangs. <laughs> Bug Hall was just such a treat. And then watching um, all the other kids act and do all these other bits. Because, like, there are certain scenes where you can just tell that they just had the camera rolling. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, saying... Just telling one of the kids like, "Hey, run, run down here and sing this song," and then just have them react to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just a ton of fun because they, this movie did a the, a thing that I've only really others goodness. Uh, this movie did a thing that I've only ever seen some something like a Charlie Brown movie do, like you know the all the Charlie Brown voice actors. children so they don't they didn't Mm -hmm. have adults who can do voice acting as kids but they actually got children to be the voices of these children character is something important to the part um and they really allowed these kids to act and like they didn't try to have a whole bunch of supporting other roles to Mm -hmm. like facilitate the conversations like they let these kids have these scenes where it's only kids and i just thought that was really impressive because yeah. uh i've i've worked with kids before and uh it's very easy to like want to not have to rely on them mm-hmm. a lot uh because they do need a lot of support as you saw in the uh, bloopers yeah uh blooper reel darla don't look at the camera darla don't look
1: at don't look at the camera.
0: Don't look at it. Stop looking at it. Or, no, I you're, think her looking, name, you're looking <laughs> right at me. Brittany, I think, was her name. Brittany, like, yeah. Brittany's. don't look at the camera. Brittany. Brittany. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was W.C. Fields famously said, never work with uh, children or animals. And this movie does both. Oh, man. Uh, it does it so well. Um. So that's really a testament to Penelope Spheris' skill as a director that she was able to wrangle them um i did read that before shooting each day she would hug each individual child actor just to like create that bond and create that trust there um which is such an interesting psychological element to directing that i really think christopher nolan could adopt (laughs) all right Bring it in, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Bring it in.
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Um, Speaking of animals, Petey the dog was the absolute best. Oh, my goodness. I love that dog. That dog was the best. Like, anytime Petey was in the scene, I'm just like, oh, Petey, you are a star. And he, like, just – he would – uh, he was doing things that, like, reminded me of Milo from The Mask. Just, like, oh, yeah. so... Su- such a talented and, like, smart dog. And they could do so much. Just, like he, oh, what, like... he was... Like, when they finally built the car, he's just sitting. <laughs> he's just sitting. <laughs> no one pulls any attention to it. There's not even a, shot, a close-up shot of Petey in the car seat. <laughs> it's, like, him just sitting there at the wheel...
1: Just staying there. <laughs> Everyone else is like,
0: Yeah, we built it. I was just like, Petey, you're perfect.
1: Yeah. his space basically just says, So we're going to drive this thing or what? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. always get the feeling that Petey is their chaperone. <laughs> you that really are. Like much older than the kids. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. My favorite, Petey is amazing, but my favorite is Elmer, the monkey. Uh, <laughs> Elmer has this whole backstory going on where he falls in love at the carnival mm-hmm. and he evolves as a monkey. Yep. He,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like, and he even does a secret handshake or secret the, handshake. yeah or the, uh, or like what, what's the hello greeting or whatever.
1: Yeah. It's like the password. Yeah. Password. Mo- yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. I mean,
0: anyone that can any monkey that can do that. Any monkey.
1: I actually have some headcanon about Elmer.
0: Oh. I will I will hold on to that. Well, before we go into headcanon, fun fact. Uh Mickey Rooney and Shirley Temple failed their Our Gang auditions. They
1: could have been little rascals. Oh, then they really would have made it big. <laughs> so the character of leonard in community they make a reference that he was one of the original little rascals and i tried i tried to find research to back that up and it does not seem to be true he he was in a movie called rascal but it was something else Mm. yeah but that would have been fun
0: all right hey grayson what's the secret password Head cannon. Head cannon. Can I get a head cannon? Head cannon, head cannon, head cannon. <laughs> Very good. All right, now one more time, but froggier. Oh, can I get a head <laughs> cannon? Perfect. Uh- <laughs> Headcanon is the part of the show where we share our unique ideas about the movie and untold stories based on evidence provided by the film. Um, We'll just get this out of the way. The little rascals Mm -hmm. are all in Alfalfa's head. (laughs) He's just going through this existential crisis about his, this is him processing maturity I see. in his prepubescent mind
1: hmm so this is like the child version of split <laughs> I think that I think split is
0: just actual uh multiple identities oh okay um this is... The processing of it's like an imaginary friend. And but except for having one imaginary friend, he has, I guess, 30 plus. I was confused by that. So on the cover of Little Rascals, there's like eight kids. And mm-hmm. then at the beginning of the uh meeting of the He Man Woman Haters Club, and then when they start to build the rocket or the rocket, I watched I guess I watched a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> um when they build a uh, race car, they there's like thirty of them. I'm like, oh, yeah.
1: that's right. There are like all these other kids that show up. Yeah, and, and when they decide to rebuild, they all like simultaneously walk out of the field together. were <laughs> <laughs> like, you guys just like on the <laughs> other side of that hill this whole time? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like that lost boy feel.
0: Oh, absolutely. It really did. Oh, nope. There's a headcanon. (laughs) So this headcanon that I just came up with by myself with no help from anyone else (laughs) is that
1: these kids are lost boys. I'm going to expand on that and say that this is actually Neverland just way far in the future. And they've built out these cities, and they have... It basically looks like Earth at this point. Oh, interesting. But they are still the Lost Boys. Yeah, well, here's the thing
0: about Neverland. Um, you know how you look at maps of Neverland? Uh, so on the map of Neverland, just like where they show... like Basically, it's just like two islands. mm mm-hmm. um, my, or or I guess it's just one little isolated island just with lots of different areas. I guess that's all of Neverland. Never mind. It's an archipelago. Archipelago? I don't even know her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I My justification was going to be like, this is just like this other side of Neverland that like, people never saw that's just like away from all the pirates and mystical creatures. It's just this
1: other like fairly normal version of our world. So the Neverland we've been seeing is basically like the suburbs of Netherland. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I like that. (laughs) Neverland city limits. (laughs) Now leaving rascal (laughs) flats. Yeah. The, uh, that's pretty good headcanon. So my thought about Elmer the monkey is that he was actually one of the um, original members of the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Mm -hmm. And he was like an actual little kid. But through like one of their antics where they created some like scientific experiment, he was turned into a monkey or like devolved into a monkey, (laughs) which is why he's so human like. (sighs) Oh, that's good. I think,
0: so my can so that style of monkey um, was the same monkey that was in Ace Ventura um, and subsequently Ace Ventura Pet Detective the animated series, which was one of my favorite cartoon shows ever. I had, like, we went, I right, I remember we went to the zoo and they had that monkey as, like, a little stuffed animal and his hands, like, velcro together and mm-hmm. I was like, I want, I like, I'm just like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. I have a pet monkey named Spike. His name was
1: Spike because Ace Ventura. My Maybe head. He's ca- the same kind of monkey as Marcel from season one of Friends, <laughs> the monkey that Ross has. Always forget that Ross had a monkey. Hey man, you gotta you gotta keep that first season audience any way you can. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, my head canon is that. Um, Spike and,
0: um, what was his name again? Elmer. Elmer. Spike and Elmer are the same monkey. <laughs> Just one of them's a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: Spike, so Spike. What? Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're, I, sorry, I was getting it mixed up with, um, okay, so. He, Track with me on this. Uh-huh. I was thinking of Petey. Oh, I thought you were saying that Elmer <laughs> and Petey were the same monkey. And I was like, uh what? Because when you said Spike, I knew that you had a dog named Spike. Right?
0: No, the 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 monkey from Ace Ventura was named Spike, and also uh, the the dog from Rugrats. Rugrats. Yeah. yeah. But so I'm saying that uh, Elmer is the nice. same monkey as the Ace Ventura monkey. So uh, would this
1: take place before or after that? This would take place before. Oh, so. it have to be before because of Ace Ventura Two. Yeah, and Nature Calls. Yeah. Right when Spike uh, falls off the mountain. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Whoa! First five minutes. <laughs> That's right. It was in the trailer.
0: If it's in right. the trailer, it's not really a spoiler.
1: It's fair game.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's just like he, I, I guess the boys grew up and they stopped going, oh man, it's sad. It's so much like Toy Story. No wonder Randy Newman's there. Uh, so Not anymore. stupid <laughs> 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 Things are happening to me. uh. So, like, the, the kids start to grow up, and they stop going to the playhouse. And then he makes a new friend with a pet
1: detective. Nice. Yeah. I wonder if you could also make a case. No, you can't. I was going to say. <laughs> Good talk. I, I was going to try to see if, like, Alfalfa was the young version of Ace Ventura just because of the crazy hair, but it makes literally no sense. <laughs> um, I The demeanor is totally different. I also like the idea that these kids are the descendants of the original Our Gang. Ooh, that's good. Because there's a really quick scene during the non-Randy Newman sequence <laughs> where uh, you see the parents of Spanky and Alfalfa, and they look exactly like the kids themselves. And so yeah. the idea that, they're basically like each generation is a copy of the previous generation.
0: Yep. Ah, uh, no, that that was just a fun scene. Like just the the stream being like very tall, like hair alfalfa son or father was great. Sorry, Spanky, alfalfa's not here. <laughs> Sorry, alfalfa, Spanky's not here. It's just, like perfect, just perfect casting.
1: That's a wrap on these guys. (laughs) All right. That's a
0: series wrap on the
1: pants. (laughs) You've been great.
0: Uh, So the cast of Little Rascals, uh, 21 years after uh, the release, they did a reunion. And everyone kind of posed together, uh, recreating the poster. And it is amazing how so many of those child actors just... One hundred and ten percent look exactly the same.
1: They just like mm-hmm. grew into their faces. Just like, oh no, yeah, that's that's you. That's it's true. Yeah, it's like the opposite of a Faces of Meth poster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh. This is your life after twenty years. Uh, pretty <laughs> much the same. Uh, we will leave a link to uh, that whole uh, article. Uh, Along with the pictures and everything, um, including, oh, that's amazing. It's even, (laughs) they have uh, uh, Alfalfa and uh, Spanky, like, re-wearing their tutus. (laughs) It's, yeah, the whole, so that whole um, article will be in the show notes as well. Just wanted to make sure that you had that in your life because it's fun. And they are our age. I didn't realize that until I'm just like, oh, my goodness.
1: That could have been us. Missed it by this much.
0: (laughs) The this much is a large margin for everyone (laughs) listening. (laughs) Uh, But now let's get into recast and remake, where we talk about if this movie were to be made today, who would we cast? Or if there were to be some kind of sequelized uh, plot line What would be the story? Uh, now, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. Uh, obviously, if we were to recast Spanky, it would be none other than season one Ruthie from Seventh Heaven. I just think that it, they, I just think that she's the face I think of when I think
1: of young Spanky. To play the president of the He-Man Woman Haters Club?
0: Absolutely. This has to be really fun. If like the whole movie, uh, Spakey's just played by uh, Mackenzie Rosman, just in, of course, in like 1993 when she was like way, way younger, Um, and no one questions it until they're like, um, like her parents pick her up and she's like, you know, you're a girl, right? She's like, huh. That would make a lot of sense,
1: <laughs> and that's it. That's that's just it. I know they did make a sequel that is also on Netflix. Yes, uh, it's called uh, "Little Rascals Save the
0: Day," where they are third graders now. It's not the same cast, is it? Absolutely not. It came out in 2014. It oh could not have been the same cast. Oh. Yeah uh, yeah. It's a pretty new movie, and I couldn't get past it because well, I couldn't get past the first five minutes because um as as much as I wanted to watch all of it, it was late. But as soon as I saw um the modern day Waldo put in a iPod classic and start singing uh she's a lady Uh for the show and tell day. I was like, you know what? I think that's going to be a wrap for this movie for me tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. For, for a, a sequel, a true sequel, I would want, uh, just get the original cast back. And I don't even know what the plot would be. <laughs> just an hour long, just interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they would have any reason to go back because it's not like it would be a high school reunion. It'd be like an elementary school reunion. Oh yeah, that that happens a lot. Oh yeah, I I just I just went to mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's my twenty year reunion.
0: Hey, hey, I haven't seen you in twenty years. Are you still eight?
1: Nope, grew up. Oh man. All right, later. But I think it would be one of those that only plays on the nostalgia factor. It would be like a Kimmel reunion. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that.
0: I think a really cool thing to do, would just like to do a modern day Little Rascals, because there was a Little Rascals animated series. Um, I want to say like the 80s. Uh, Hanna Barbera did the did it, and I think it would be really cool to see the Little Rascals, but in the style that they did the Peanuts movie.
1: Oh yeah, like a blue sky, uh, yeah. animation type.
0: Yeah, because this this whole movie was like a live action cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it
1: because it really
0: was. And at first, it took me a while to like to understand like the rules of the world. I'm like, oh, they're just kids doing kid things, um, but then. <laughs> When like they, <laughs> when they were building their, uh, their, their box car. Cause at first I was, at first of all, I was expecting it to be one of those box cars that just operated sheerly because of gravity. It's those ones that just can steer, but it's, it didn't have like any mechanics in it. But like when, when Alfalfa got in there and just started driving it, I'm like, oh, oh, so this is like a motorized vehicle. it's a car and so when they put all those things together and built a car that actually drove I was like oh oh so this is just a cartoon this is just a live action cartoon got it I didn't I didn't realize that that's what was happening making a car out of a washer and dryer yeah and then having the spin cycle (laughs) because I don't know maybe I've just become more cynical but as soon as I saw I'm like that would never work how, no, how, how is that even possible that that's speeding them up? They're stopping the car, they're spinning, stopping, and then going
1: forward. It Ricky, ne- Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> All you need when you're in some kind of cartoon race is to switch to a different setting than what you were previously driving in. It can oh. be anything.
0: All right. Like so th- a spin cycle. <laughs> All right, so I think I think there's this thing called like, uh, Turbo Drift or something like that. It was this early YouTube series, um, or it, it was like a fake Fast and the Furious. Um, it wasn't called Turbo Drift, I guess, but it was a fake series on YouTube about like these guys are like racing, and it was like super intense, but. Or they, they filmed it super intensely, but it was just, like, people in their normal cars. And one of the things I remember happening is, like, it's time to shift it into gear. And so they're, like, racing. They're already driving and, like, racing, like, Fast and Furious. And then they cut a close-up of him in his automatic car shifting from neutral to drive. <laughs> and he just, like, goes way
1: faster. It's like, why are you driving in neutral?
0: <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking was happening. Yep. Just like, all right, let's do it. Shift it to spin. All right. Because what I would have thought was going to happen is that the whole car just spins forward, mm. which would have made cartoon logic to me. But it stopped and spin, and I was not going to allow it to happen. And then I realized, oh, no, I'm watching a cartoon. That's okay. <laughs> That's just how physics works. But, yeah, I think it was just an animated version would be a cool remake to see. Because I, I feel like the Little Rascals, much like Peanuts, work really well within... It's established kind of time period to only a few degrees because there are several um, Our Gang episodes that were not re-released due to how flamboyantly racist
1: it was. Don't say.
0: Yeah, there's one episode. uh, I want to say one of the uh, characters who is black painted his little brother white to try to get him to be adopted. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, so things like that. Um, but like, I think if it was like in this kind of vaguely... Because, like, again, I didn't realize it was a modern movie until they started like, putting technology in there. So I think right. just having that same kind of um, non-technological spirit but still having them still be kids kind of thing, the same way that Charlie Brown does it, I think that that would be a cool way to make it... Um, to bring it up to date but still have it be classic in the way of just having kids being kids yeah yeah totally all right now it's time to go into our final segment of the show which is giving you our reasons to recommend grayson why would you recommend the 1994 movie the little rascals
1: purely for the performance of the little kids um i i know some of the the more serious kids like (laughs) like uh Uh, spanky and alfalfa like those actors wanted strict choreography and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. um penelope spheris was like no you're kids like just be kids and that really comes through in this movie uh it feels really natural it's fun banter um parts are improvised even and so it's uh yeah just just to see that kind of experiment on film pay off is a ton of fun Absolutely, and I
0: I'd absolutely recommend the film because um, Pete the Dog is just a treat to watch. Uh, Petey is amazing, um, but also the the actors and the cameos are just a joy <laughs> to just seem Like, wait, because I'm telling you, like the Olsen twins when they showed up, I'm like, what are the Olsen twins? Like, they weren't on any of the promotion. Uh, Mm -hmm. promotional material which i feel like would have happened just like watch the olsen twins in this movie and people would have been very disappointed so i'm glad (laughs) they didn't do that um but it's it's really fun to watch and you you see these kids literally carry this film and they're they're doing things that uh i think that age group because these kids were young like in '94, they were around our age. They were like five, four, or five or six. Like they were really, really young. Mm-hmm. And so they, not, I don't think a lot of people allow, would have an ensemble cast of kids to carry a film like this. And these kids showed up and delivered. And I think a, a lot of that has to do with the direction. Um, but also just them allowing these kids to um, fulfill the original vision from the Our Gang, which is like, listen, kids are really interesting and actually really funny. Um, And they gave them this platform to perform. And so um, I think that that's really worth watching, especially... um, if, if you have young ones, I would probably recommend, like my, my wife said, this movie is perfect for kids and the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> because she works a lot with kids and she's just like, like, if I were to show this movie to like any parents, they would just absolutely love it. Uh, but yeah, this movie, I, yeah, I'd recommend it for the acting, um, just the fun, if you're looking just for a fun movie uh, that has just a ton of cameos. This is that movie. And that is our review of The Little Rascals. Let us know what you remember about The Little Rascals on Instagram and Twitter. In both places, we are at Flashback Flicks. And if you enjoyed this review, we would love it if you left us a review on iTunes. Just search for Flashback Flicks on iTunes, find us, click on it, and then leave a review uh, telling us
1: uh on uh, a scale to uh, wait what what's that phrase that they had they had they like, have a couple of them they have like can i get in the zuga or they had spolioli was another one spolioli, like spolioli. that's the one i was thinking on yeah. a scale
0: of 1 to 5 spoliolis what did you think of this review <laughs> and be sure to tune in next time right here on the flashback flicks retro movie podcast until next time remember to be kind and rewind.